At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back, everyone. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Let's go. We got a good one here today. Get your popcorn ready. Buckle up, as Dara Mori would say. Uh, a fun episode planned as we prepare for our weekly crossover edition with host of the New York CityCast, Will Hill. Will and I will be uh, chatting up on all the latest on the Bet Rivers wagering menu. Uh, all the biggest storylines in the world of sports and the sports betting world right now. We'll talk about the NBA coming back. We'll talk about uh, some of the new available items to bet on at Bet Rivers, such as to make the playoffs odds for the NBA. We'll talk some Russell Wilson, some Aaron Rodgers, uh, some, of the, uh, some, of the, some other NFL storylines, if you will. So a lot for Will and I to get through here. We're going to have a, a fun, detailed conversation hope you guys enjoy it uh so let's stop wasting any more time here let's get right to the conversation with will hill enjoy all right so let's get right into it with uh our recurring crossover weekly crossover edition with host of the new york city cast mr will hill will what's going on brother how you been ryan what's up man you know it's that time of the week uh we're obviously we're bored it's like closing time you look around and you just kind of Go after who, who's the closest to you. That, that's what it is when we do these crossovers. There's not not a lot going on this last week, although it's been a little better with the NFL, Rodgers, all that stuff. Uh, LeBron always you know gives you some content, Zion stuff. Oh. So it's been a little, yeah, some of it's exhausting. But, I mean, you look up and we're only a few days away from March. So the extra week in the NFL really kind of pushed things along where before you know it, some of these conference tournaments are going to start and then selection uh, shows right around the corner. So. Let's get into it, man. We're not that far away from uh, from some good days. No, we're not. You know, it's the, the the sunny days are near, literally and figuratively. Hopefully, literally for us. But um, yeah, it was warm here yesterday. I don't know how it was, but for you, but it was like in the sixties yesterday. But again, it's supposed to snow tomorrow, so we're not quite out of it yet. It was like sixty-five. Beautiful, here. yeah, and sunny. Yeah, I was like some real life vitamin D. This is nice, but now today it's like you wake up this morning. I don't know how it is for you here. It's cold. just miserable. Yeah, it's, it's like cold. 30. No, yesterday was a tease because it makes you feel like baseball's around the corner. Makes makes you right. feel like it's you know April eighth or something. But yeah, it's uh, definitely a bit of an outlier. All right, so there's a couple things that maybe we can start with and have some fun with before we get to uh, you know some other items. 
there's some there's some interesting to make the playoff odds posted at Bet Rivers for the NBA. So we can maybe get to those in a, a little bit later in the conversation, Will. But I don't know. Do you want to start with the LeBron comments? Do you want to start with Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? You can kind of pick out of those big three. Um, I think we could do it with LeBron. I mean, LeBron is very predictable, and he's not happy. He's very good at putting everyone on notice, and that's kind of what he did, which I can he's understand. He's 37. He's playing great. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have time to be a seven seed. He doesn't have time to be a one and done. He's only got a few years left to win titles. He might might be done winning titles, but yeah. I have a hard time because there's no way they traded for Westbrook without his approval. I mean, they gave up all those picks for Davis, which was fine. They won a championship. And they gave up everything else they had for Westbrook. It's like, you signed off on this. This is kind of your team now. Uh, I think Palinka really annoyed him. I, I, what it sounds like is Palinka lied and said, you know what, Davis and LeBron, they were good with this And in, in terms of not doing anything at the deadline. And it sounds like that wasn't the case, where LeBron wanted something done. Sounds like he wanted to throw in more picks just to get rid of Westbrook, which you can argue about that. I, I probably wouldn't do that. But uh, LeBron's very... Uh, very used to doing this where he puts people on notice he's not happy he takes these not so subtle shots where he's talking about the thunder gm he's going on and on waxing poetic about sam presti and his eye for talent and what a great gm he he is so uh lebron's got a way of doing this but you know i i think a lot of this is on lebron it has to be on lebron i mean we all know like you said will we all know he's the puppet master you know and it's just he's such a clown dude he's such a clown um he doesn't take any of the blame and it's fine you know what you don't have to take the blame when it comes to this off the court bs even though you know it's a big deal obviously but he goes out of his way to, to just pick up that blame and just place it ever so slightly on uh you know the the gm or front office executives or whoever it may be that he's been uh you know puppet mastering if you will so it's just um it's just typical LeBron. And then he comes out and says, you know, about he wants to play with his son uh, in his final year, which I thought was just a joke, too. I don't know how much of that you caught. Yeah, I mean, that's been circling for a while that he wanted to play with his son again. His son's like, you know, one of the uh, – from what I read, you, you, there's varying reports that he's basically like an above-average high school player. There's no guarantee he's going to be an NBA player. Now, does somebody take a chance on him just because – It'll bring you LeBron. I mean, it's going to be, what, age 40, age 41 LeBron? Is that even worth it at that point? It's worth it for probably 10 teams in the league. Yeah, especially if you're kind of one of these franchises that has a hard time drawing, selling tickets, that kind yeah. of thing where you can just get, you know, a LeBron goodbye tour. I don't know. I mean, that that's an interesting one. That's, that's one where, you know, we'll have to see what LeBron looks like in a few years, but... Uh, again, yeah, LeBron does this. I mean, this, that, that's part of like, when you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated when you're 15 years old. There's going to be some narcissism, I think, from uh, just being as Absolutely. great as LeBron is, and it's hard to expect somebody to be that great and then just be like kind of a normal, even-keeled human being. There's some some arrogance, some uh, you know disassociation with reality where he's pointing the finger at everyone else, but really should be pointed to himself. Yeah, no, and and listen, it's a fair point. I mean. LeBron hasn't gotten in any trouble. He's opened up schools. He's in businesses. Yes. You know, if his personality is a little weird or you don't like it, um, he didn't turn out too bad for being on the cover of SI at like eight years old, like you said. So, 
Yeah, when impressive. you're one of these people, I remember there was a picture like Justin Bieber. He's wearing glasses inside, the sunglasses inside. When you're that rich, you have this inner circle that is afraid to tell you no. You don't have anyone in your group that's going to tell you no because everyone wants money off you. Everyone wants something. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, hey, dude, you're wrong. You're the problem. You just don't have that <laughs> in your life. And normal people have that in their life. I think people like LeBron don't have that. Be like, hey, dude, you're the for Westbrook. It's your fault. I mean, LeBron's famous for you know, letting somebody blow by him on defense, missing an assignment, and then he's pointing the finger. He's blaming Mario Chalmers. He's blaming whoever. It's like, dude, Looking your guy went rest. your guy went right yeah. by you. It's your fault. It's it, that's <laughs> hard for him. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, it really is. But um, you know, you bring up an interesting point about is it worth it? Will a team take a flyer on him? We'll, we'll see where LeBron James is at when that time comes. Um, you know, some of the other biggest headlines, Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilson stuff here in Philadelphia, that's Certainly not going away. I talked a lot about that on my episode yesterday. Uh, do you have a thought on the the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? Have you ever done that cleanse? I can't even pronounce it. I've never done any cleanse. I have no interest <laughs> in that cleanse. Uh, I know people were saying you just go to Taco Bell, you get the same cleanse. Um, <laughs> right. Boy, that was a Equally strange effective. comment he put out. I mean, I could pull up the comment on Instagram. I, I really haven't been yeah, paying attention. Ahead. My assumption is he's been back. I had Sando on a couple weeks ago. He's like, he's probably just going to come back just because of the landscape of the league. It wouldn't make sense to leave. Then he puts out that comment about, you know, it sounds like a goodbye, basically. And then he comes out, well, I, I, ju I was just feeling very grateful. I mean, that's a strange, strange comment. He's gotten very odd here in these last couple of years. He's gotten really odd. But... You know what? It, it, he he goes on, and once again, it's from the Pat McAfee show, and McAfee's great. I mean, you know, not dissing that, not dissing him individually, but he lets Aaron Rodgers come on, and they're clearly buddy buddy. AJ Hawks always co-hosting with McAfee, and Rodgers is super comfortable on that show, and and McAfee just gives him the floor to just rant and ramble. Um, so I'm not saying it's not credible, but it's just. It's just a weird version of Aaron Rodgers that we get all these quotes almost once, you know, bi-weekly, if not once a week. It's just odd. Yeah, I wonder if, if Rodgers has a stake in that show that's a, that you mentioned. That's a very strange kind of dynamic. Uh, if you're McAfee, that's a tough spot. I mean, you're going to get Rodgers on the show. You're going to you're, you're not going to go on there and kind of break his stones and give him a hard time. No. You're just going to say, all right, you know, you're going to give him the keys. Rodgers is bigger than you. Rod, you, you need yep. Rodgers more than Rodgers needs your show. You know what I mean? So, yes. uh, yeah, it's a strange dynamic that was re really – you know, kind of an attention-seeking comment, really, to just put that out there, basically make it seem like it's a goodbye, and then come on a day later and say, you know, I was just feeling very grateful. I mean, that that's strange. Uh, I saw recently Diana Rossini just posted uh, like 15 minutes ago. We're recording this 9.30 Thursday morning. Diana Rossini uh, posted that there could be a decision today regarding Rodgers. So hmm. we shall wow. see. My guess is he stays. I mean, uh, what are you going to run off to the AFC? It wouldn't make any sense to go to the AFC, especially the AFC West. You know, maybe you find another team in the NFC where you get a little bit of a softer landing. But how much better can you do than a division where if you have Detroit, you have Chicago, and Minnesota's got some talent. But if that's your biggest competition, I mean, you're probably just going to win 12, 13 games next year like you do every year and, you know, find yourself with a good chance to go to the Super Bowl. doesn't mean you'll get there. It's hard to get there. You could get a pump blocked. A lot of things can happen, but... I have a hard time seeing him go elsewhere, but it shall be seen. Uh, you know, what's your kind of thought on where he plays next year? I have no, I have no idea. I mean, it's hard to predict anything outside of Green Bay, but you know, I just pulled up this uh, Diana Rossini tweet that you that you just brought up. Will um, 
And that just doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers. Like, it just doesn't seem like he's going to give us a decision right now. Like, he's a guy, we just talked about LeBron being a little bit of a diva and liking, you know, attention-seeking. And you brought that up with Aaron, too. Uh, I call him Aaron. So, um, you know, it just seems like he wants he wants to be the the focus of, of uh, you know, the, the limelight. And yeah. I don't know if he's just going to come out and say, yeah, I'm coming back to Green Bay. All is good. Well, it's strange, February. too, the wording of it, of like, oh, Aaron Rodgers will make his decision. He's under contract, so it's not like he's going to say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to go to Tampa or I'm going to go to Carolina. Uh, a trade would have to be worked out. He's not a free agent. Now, I remember last summer the thing that kind of settled the dust was the fact that he was going to play one year. That was the compromise. And then if he wanted to go, Green Bay would work with him. But, again, this is it's not like they're going to cut him and just let him go wherever he wants. It's going to be a trade now. You know, maybe they take care of him. I, I don't know how that works, but I, I think people kind of make the assumption he can just go wherever he wants. It's really not that simple. And, and the the quarterback coach thing, that has to be something. I With mean, that, that dude, yeah, that dude doesn't come out of retirement if Aaron Rodgers oh, okay, is yeah. leaving, does he? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, to go back to LeBron, there was, remember, he, he was, uh, played his last year for the Heat, then he, I think he tweeted out, you know, I really would draft Shabazz Napier if I were one of these teams. He's a good player. So the Heat draft him, and then LeBron leaves anyway. So who knows? Wow. Yeah. Who knows? They did that with, with a coach, too, I believe. Didn't they bring back Mike Brown? They, something. Yes. Yeah. You know, because LeBron likes him, and then LeBron, like, whatever it is. So, yeah, just because a, a team doesn't move to try and sway the star does not mean – you know, there's there's more to that behind the scenes. I can so. tell you what Bet Rivers thinks though, because Bet Rivers has posted division odds for the NFL, and uh, Green Bay is minus one sixty to win the NFC North. And if you know Jordan loves the quarterback, they are not minus one sixty. So uh, maybe that's a little bit of a hedge. Where if Rodgers was the, if they knew Rodgers was the quarterback, they'd be like minus two sixty instead of minus one sixty. So they're kind of splitting the baby here and hedging it where. Uh, it's sort of in between whether it be Rodgers or Love. Uh, I think if you, if Rodgers announces today, uh, Green Bay's going to be the quarterback. You know, maybe maybe Green Bay's the bet now to get it at 160 because that line I would think would go up. So maybe that's just sort of playing in the middle. But you know, minus 160 does sort of indicate they think that that Rodgers will be back. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll see if it, an actual you know quote decision is made here in the next uh, 24 hours or so before the weekend regarding Aaron Rodgers and his future in Green Bay with the Packers. Um, all right, so let's let's transition to some hoops. Do you want to uh, add anything else with, you know, headlines in the NFL? No, we I think could? we could save – I mentioned the division rods for up at Bet Rivers. We can save that for another day because there's a lot to get into there. Uh, yeah. Tampa's still the favorite, which is interesting. So I don't know if that assumes they're going to get a quarterback or if that assumes they think Brady's going to come back. Or, again, if that's just something where uh, they're kind of playing it safe or maybe they get a quarterback, maybe they don't, and they're just kind of split in the middle. So uh, those odds are interesting. Uh, again, if you're, if you're trying to pick who's going to win the division, a lot of it's you know where these quarterbacks are going to go, where's Watson going to go, is Watson definitely going to play. Uh, you mentioned Wilson. Is there any Philly-Wilson buzz uh, where you're at, or it's just kind of rumors? Nothing of nothing of credibility. Yeah. It's just a lot of people screaming and yelling. Uh, you know, Colin Cowherd, he got Philly's attention the other day. Uh, I don't know if you saw what he had to say, but it hit all the headlines here in Philadelphia. He knows he knows how to he knows how to play Philly. I mean, I say that all the time, and the fans uh, 
hook, line, and sinker every time. But Colin Cowherd basically said, you know, I would give up Jalen Hurts. I would give up Darius Slay. I would give up four first-round future draft picks for Russell Wilson. And I don't think he's that far off, but uh, that was the topic for about, you know, a day or two here. Yeah, four is a lot. Four is really a lot. And he, he really hasn't played great the last year and a half. Uh, remember, he was like the leading – he was the, the front runner for MVP 2020. That was the, the – Two years Yeah, ago. the bubble season – or not the bubble season, the one with, with no fans in the stands where, you know, the yeah. narrative was, wow, Wilson's never won an MVP. He's never gotten an MVP vote. How ridiculous. This is his year. And he was playing out of his mind. Then he had like a – I think it was a bad game against the Rams in L.A. where he threw a couple bad interceptions. And ever since then, he really played poorly the, the rest of that year. Had a terrible performance in the playoffs at home against the Rams. And – and this year is kind of underwhelming, too. I mean, he hurt his thumb, so maybe that was part of it or hurt his hand. But, I mean, they were just as good with Geno Smith and as, as Wilson. Wilson really didn't play well this year. That being said, uh, would I be interested in him if I'm a team like Philly, if I'm a team that, that doesn't really have a quarterback? I, I would. Again, mm-hmm. four, four first-rounders is a lot, though. That's that, that's, no, that's probably pushing it. I, I think that's probably pushing it, yeah. That has to be pushing it. I mean, four first-rounders. I would say two and a player, you know. <laughs> or you could do two and a – Two ones and a, a three and a four. I mean, something like that. Four right. ones. Four ones a little much. But, hey, I mean, look, it worked with the Rams. And if you get Wilson, it works out. You got a good defensive line. You got some good players. Maybe that pick, those picks end up being in the 30s. It's not insane, but it's just it, that's a tad high for me. It's a little bit high. It's a little bit high. Um, and the Eagles have a lot, a lot of positions to address on both sides of the football so, you know, to mortgage the future a little bit there uh, would, would be would be aggressive. It'd be a tough call. But if you think Russell Wilson still has that MVP talent left in the tank for maybe another season or two, uh, you know, it, it, it could be worth it. But that's going to be discussed here for, for a while. Well, if, Will, if Wilson's worth four, what's Watson worth? Because Watson's better and Watson's younger. Now, assuming his legal stuff gets cleared, I mean, I just don't know how you yeah. give up four for Wilson. Then what's Watson worth? Seven? Six? I mean... Uh, what's the maximum you can give up for a player? To me, uh, I, I would see how much you can, how much it would take to get Watson first, and just kind of see if I can get a better deal there. I've heard you bring up Watson. I've heard rumors uh, Watson to Minnesota and Tampa. Wow, he's going to play for both of them. He's going to be busy um, now. Yeah, he's going to fly back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's another <laughs> one that's so complicated. I mean, is he definitely going to play? I, I think that all that stuff obviously has to get cleared out first and. Uh, you know, he wanted to go to Miami, but a lot of that was because of Flores. So will that make Pittsburgh interesting? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. It'd be, I'm curious when we get a decision with that because that's just kind of lingered and there's not hasn't been a lot of new reporting uh, in terms of these cases clearing up. So uh, that again, that's a strange situation. How he just, just feels sat like it's, all year. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. It just feels like it's being swept under the rug. Yeah. No doubt. It's. Uh, and yeah, who knows what the next step is? There, like I said, there hasn't been a lot of reporting in terms of, you know, this is when this is going to happen. It's just kind of lingering. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but hopefully, we get some answers. You know, and, and the the quarterback carousel starts to starts to pick up some speed here in the NFL offseason. It's obviously very early in the NFL offseason. We'll we'll keep a close eye on all of, all of the latest. All right, let's let's talk some hoops, man. And and we're back in action after the All-Star break. Some games tonight. Sixers play tomorrow. The the Brooklyn Nets are in action tonight at home against the Boston Celtics. Do you want to do you want to start with the uh with the hometown squad there, Will? 
Yeah, I mean, this is just no Kyrie, but they got some good news yesterday that Kyrie is eventually going to be able to play in home games, it looks like, which is actually pretty big for them. But uh, Huge. Uh, no tonight, I mean, for tonight, no Durant, no Kyrie, no Simmons. Um, we saw this game. It was one of the, the last games before the break where, remember the game the Celtics were up 28-2 in Brooklyn, like five minutes in. This is kind of a rematch of that. Uh, the last time we saw Boston, they'd been playing great. They blew a lead to the Pistons as like 13-point favorites and lost the game outright, so. Probably get a focused, hungry Boston team against uh, a Nets team with, I mean, who do they have? They have Curry. They have Mills. It, it's just not a lot there. Boston, Drummond. Yeah, Drummond. But Boston's been playing really well, been playing great defense off of a bad loss. I would actually lean towards Boston. Uh, it's expensive. It's, what, seven, seven and a half now at Bet Rivers? Seven and a half, yep. Yeah, I would still lean towards Boston. Again, that's pretty expensive, but I, I'd have a hard time taking this Nets team. I mean, this Nets team got drilled by the Wizards at home, and they just – Without Kyrie, Durant, and Simmons, it's really just kind of a really like a bad, you know, bottom eight, bottom ten roster, probably even worse. Uh, they they do sign Dragic. Do you have any thoughts there? I mean, I like Dragic. I don't know how much he has, quote, left in the tank, but I've always been a fan of his game, and the role that he's going to play in Brooklyn is not going to be an extensive one. Yeah, gives them another ball handler, another shooter. Now, they're just a, they're a little small. They're a little small now if you're going to put Dragic, Curry, Irving, uh, Mills, um, again, you got are you Ben gonna... and KD too, though. But yeah, you do. They're not front court, really. No, but that is Simmons going to want to play the five, especially if you're going to have to play no. against Embiid or Giannis. That takes away the rim protection. Then, yeah. if you play Simmons and Drummond at the same time, that's two non shooters. That's really not enough shooting. So it's not an ideal roster. Uh, I'll be fascinated to see how it plays out because. You know, I, I think Simmons at the five against some of the lineups can work. Again, there's just some of the lineups where, you know, he can't really guard Embiid. He can't guard Giannis at the five, and he's a non-shooter. And if you're going to play Drummond or Aldridge, that's not great rim protection. That's not a lot of three-point shooting. So it's definitely a weird fit, a weird roster. I'll be, you know, curious to see how it plays out. The Nets don't shoot a lot of threes uh, either. So that that's another one where, you know, analytically, are they playing the ideal uh you know, style of basketball for, for 2022. So uh, I like Boston tonight. And, you know, I think they win the game. Seven and a half is a little expensive. I'm not going to go crazy with it, yeah. but uh, I have a hard time backing this Nets team. Uh, I do want to revisit the Nets and some of the points you just made in a minute uh, regarding some future stuff uh, at Bet Rivers. But before we do that, we'll get to Sixers real quick. And the odds are out. They're not back in action tonight. They're they're back tomorrow night, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern time in Minnesota, taking on the T-Wolves. James Harden is expected to be making his Sixer debut. Hey. Joel Embiid's expected to play uh, the 76ers right now. An early line out. Uh, Brett Rivers released this. Good job on them. Uh, minus one. Sixers, the one-point road favorite. Are we jumping all over this, or is this are. a trap? I'm, I'm on Philly. They, uh, Minnesota yeah. plays tonight. It'll be second night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Harden and Embiid works. I mean, that's just so fascinating from a basketball standpoint. Defensively, is it going to work? Uh, I think when you have two offensive talents as good as Embiid and Harden, it's going to work on offense. Uh, to me, that's must-watch. I'm excited for that one. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I, I would be on Philly. Uh, again, we'll see how long it takes for – and beat and Harden to kind of get used to each other. Um, but, man, th this would be fun. It's about time he plays. You know, he missed four or five games uh, after the trade. I think, you know, Durant, a lot of people were, were critical, skeptical. How hurt is Harden? As soon as he gets traded, he's going to be fine. Well, that was obviously a, ser a fairly serious injury to, to get traded to Philly and miss the next four or five games. But 
Uh, he's had a good two, three weeks off. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Are you betting Philly tomorrow? Uh, of course. Of course. And I'll be the first to admit, I mean, it's probably a little bit of a homer uh, excitement pick. But, hell, get me Harden and Embiid uh, opening night together you know, as a one-point favorite. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Excited to see him in that uniform. Uh, again, just that that duo on offense is going to be just fascinating to watch. And um, I, you know, I could see a scenario where this works just brilliantly. I, re I really could. They're just both of them are so good on offense. Uh, we'll see how much of it was Harden just wanting to get out of Brooklyn. He hasn't played great this year. Uh, he hasn't shot the ball great this year. But uh, we'll see a new uniform, a new lease on life uh, in Philly. We'll see if that kind of sparks his interest here. The number one selling jersey since the trade, James Harden. Just saw that released yesterday, um, as well as number one ticket sales for the 76ers. So there's obviously some hype right now <laughs> throughout the Philadelphia area regarding the bearded one. I can't wait. You know, for me, it's just Doc Rivers scares the hell out of me. You know, he's the guy that this falls on in my mind, right? Like Harden and Embiid, they're going to have success together. They're just too great of players not to, but... Uh, how does Doc screw this up? And how does he stay out of the way to not screw it up as far as rotations, changing up offensive game plan and identity, right? Like, just keep it simple. Uh, we all know Rivers' track record of, uh, you know, coming up small when the lights are on. Yeah, I, I would have those concerns as well. I mean, you saw what he did with the bubble with the Clippers. That was one of the all-time gag jobs to be up 3-1, to be up 20 in, you know, in the fourth quarter of game five. Just an all-time collapse. Last year, to be up two games to one, up 17 in game four, up 25 in game five, have a lead at home in game seven. I mean, he's had some really just crushing losses. Uh, I don't think he's a great coach. I don't know that he's a good coach. Maybe give Mike D'Antoni a call. Is Mike D'Antoni up to anything? I mean, he could really maximize this offense. Seriously. That's the guy I would kind of look at and just, you know, even if you can bring him in as a consultant, just uh, kind of, you know, guide the ship here on offense. To me, D'Antoni is a, a brilliant offensive coach and, uh, you want to you know be able to maximize hard and be able to maximize and beat D'Antoni's a guy I would you know give give a call to I don't know if he's officially retired I know uh, he was what well, he was with the Nets so. last year then he said he was taking some time away so I don't know if uh, if he's even available but if he was I mean he, mm -hmm. he obviously has a relationship with hard and that's a guy I would probably give a call to yeah pick up the phone give him a holler man bring him in well, anything to help this team to make Harden even happier than he already is I'm I'm all for it and remember that Maury and D'Antoni have a relationship Maury didn't yeah. hire Doc Rivers so uh if they uh, I'll put it this way if they don't at least make the conference finals I would expect a new coach in Philly next year because that Maury and, and Rivers that's not his guy that's not Maury's guy Rivers so uh unless they get to a conference finals maybe even a finals uh I could see Doc being out after this year if they lose in the second round again, Will, healthy, yeah, the, the town is going to bring out the pitchforks. And if Maury doesn't, you know, make a decision, the town will make a decision for him. It's That would be don't, – don't even let, get me thinking about that if, if they don't make it at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. There's a lot of pressure on uh, everyone involved right now in Philadelphia. So it's going to be a fun, you know, stretch of games. It's not the second half. People say that after the All-Star break, you know, 23, 24 games down the stretch we come here. So it's going to be fast and furious. Especially with the NCAA tournament going on, you're going to kind of forget about the NBA here in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, the, the first four days of the NCAA tournament, it's really, it kind of consumes everyone as a sports fan. Then you're going to get into the Sweet 16. You're going to look up and there's going to be, you know, seven, eight games left. So, yeah, we're down the stretch. The NBA season is certainly too long. I mean, we do not need 82 games. This is 
way too many games, but uh, it's funny. I've kind of missed it here the last week, only betting on college, which has kind of been up and down for me. So definitely missed the last week or so. The All-Star game was a waste of time. The dunk contest was a waste of time. I didn't get into the three-point shootout. Uh, I've missed it. We've gone a full week here because they didn't play last Friday. The last time we had games was, yeah, last Thursday. The, Thursday. Uh, the Sixers beat the Bucks. They had a good win. Uh, we yeah. haven't had it since. I definitely missed it. Yeah, I've I've missed it too. So I'm I'm excited for it to be back, and I'm excited just with the timing of the All Star break. It's you know all these games are are pretty meaningful, especially for anyone you know anyone period in the NBA, but especially in the Eastern Conference, a wide open Eastern Conference. It's going to be important these the final stretch of regular season games for seeding, uh, and and that will impact obviously who comes out of the East. So uh, I, there's some um, to make the playoffs odds that have been recently posted possibly today if not yesterday um some point later yesterday so not every team is posted here will but some interesting ones so i wanted to bring some of these up here with you um the hawks celtics nets hornets clippers lakers raptors are the teams that they have out and all all with some interesting to make the playoff odds yes or no let's start with the atlanta hawks Yes to make the playoffs at plus 162. Um, so you're getting, I guess you can call it some value there. Uh, if you expect them to have a little bit of a turnaround to sneak in, uh, would you bet yes? I don't have the no listed. No minus 215, yes plus 162 for Atlanta. Yeah, that's going to be close. They're probably looking at a playing scenario. And if you're the eight, uh, I'm sorry, if you're the 9-10, that means you're going to have to win two playing games unless you can get to the 7-8, and then you're going to have to only win one. I think the playing a lot of times gets lumped in all together, like, oh, they'll just be in the playing. Well, there's a big difference between being 7-8 and eight and being 9-10. and 10. Uh, yeah. 7-8, especially if you're the 7, you get two home games and two chances to win one. If you're the 9-10, you got to win both. Now, we saw Memphis do it last year where they swept. They beat, I think it was the Spurs, and then they won at Golden State, and and they got into the playoffs. So it's not impossible. But Atlanta right now is the 10. Uh, yeah, they're not moving up past, really. I mean, they're they're five in the loss behind Toronto, who's the seven. Yep. Two in the loss behind Brooklyn. Uh, and then they're even one in the loss behind Charlotte at nine. Uh, I would just say, you know what, play them on the money line once they get in the play. And play if you think they're going to make the playoffs, just play them on the money line in these two playing games. Because you have to win two games. So... Uh, I, I would probably pass at that price and just, you know, if, if you like them to get in, if you're bullish on Atlanta, uh, just play them once they get into the plan. That's a great call. Yeah, the the, the number there isn't uh, enticing enough probably at this moment to go and make a bet on Hawks. Yes, at, at that price at plus 162. All right, let's let's um, let's go to a team that's been streaking. Uh, they've been streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. As Will Farrell once said, Boston Celtics to make the playoffs. no. Plus 580. Is there any chance Boston doesn't get in at this point, Will? Nah, they're going to get in. I mean, you'd basically yeah. be betting on a, an injury to Tatum or Brown. They're in pretty good shape. I mean, uh, yeah, 34 oh. and 26. Uh, and again, could they could they slide down to the plane? Could Toronto catch them? Could Brooklyn get healthy and Definitely. catch them? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know, man. Which one? You I mean, Brooklyn can catch them. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to figure out a path here to know. So Boston's in sixth. They're looking up at Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philly, Chicago, Miami. Let's just for the sake of this conversation, and they all have a couple games up on them too, but you know, th those are the five, maybe in a different order, but there are five teams ahead of Boston. 
Boston's in sixth. Toronto's a half game behind Boston. Brooklyn's two and a half. You know, if we all are under the assumption, which the entire world is at least, outside of me and you, Will, that Brooklyn's going to move up. Uh, so they have to take someone's spot in the top six. You know, and then I, can I, Charlotte yeah, or Atlanta catch and, fire? I would jump in on Brooklyn. I don't know. I mean, when's Durant coming back? When's Simmons going to play? When can no when can Kyrie yeah. play at home? And when Durant comes back, you know, he's coming off a, a pretty significant injury. He's missed, you know, five, six weeks. They're not going to play him every night. So they're going to load manage him. They're going to manage his minutes. Same thing with Simmons. They're not going to just run him out there every night for 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, I would have a, that. That's probably why I would have a hard time seeing Brooklyn just leapfrog because I think there's going to be a lot of nights where Durant sits, where Simmons is still getting his feet wet, and Kyrie still only have for some of the road games. I mean, he can't even play in, in Madison Square Garden. He can't play in Toronto. So yep. I think Boston's safe. Are, are you? You like that at plus whatever? What would you say? It's plus five eighty. It's five. I mean, it's almost six to one. I, I I don't hate it. I mean, Boston right now, it's certainly hard to confidently say like, yeah, go and grab that. No, but because they've just been playing so well and they're such an, you know, they're, they're a popular story right now with their turnaround. They've been playing some great basketball, but the East is deep and wide open, you know, and, and they're right on the border of that play-in game. So, you know, they're not far away from, from bouncing down a little bit into the play-in game and then anything can happen. So, think it's cool. it's a terrible move am i running to bet it no but I, I i think it's it's possible and i think there is a little bit of you know juice there a little bit of oomph for me to say eh, it's not a terrible move uh if anyone wants to look at it but they are seven and a half point favorites tonight against the nets as we talked about then they get the pistons then they get the pacers home for the hawks home for the grizzlies home for the nets hornets pistons home for the mavs uh, so the schedule, the next seven or eight games is pretty easy. And if, you know, you go six and two in that stretch, that's going to make them pretty comfortable. So that might, make, that would probably keep me off with the, the schedule coming up. Let's go to the Nets then. Uh, it's a good, good segue. The Nets, no, plus 310. Is that worth your while? I would like a little more. I, you could, yeah. you, you're getting me interested. You're getting me interested <laughs> because if Durant has a setback, I mean, Kyrie is unpredictable. Whether it's you know not wanting to play, he gets hurt a lot. Durant's had injuries. Simmons, who the hell knows? So you could talk me into it. They're going to be in the playing. I uh, was just like a little more than three to one, but it's not it, it's not crazy that they missed the playoffs. Hey, if you're in the playing, you can miss the playoffs. I mean, Durant rolls an ankle. You. you have a bad night in the nine ten game. It's not impossible. Uh, if you're in the playing, you can certainly miss the playoffs. But I would just like a little more. I think me and you are on the same wavelength when it comes to Brooklyn. Like I'm not, I'm not crowning them. And there's a lot of people out there crowning the Brooklyn Nets. Like ah, don't worry, they're gonna make a run. You know, they'll they'll end up in the top five in the East. They won't be in the playing game, or they'll be fine in the playing. They have KD and Kyrie and Ben. Whoa, man! Like, let's pump the brakes. There's a lot of question marks and a lot of things that we have not seen with the Brooklyn Nets on the floor before we can start assuming all of these things. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I do have a lot of as somebody who bet on the Sixers, so we're we're kind of aligned there. I do yeah. fear I do fear Durant in a series. I mean, he's just so good. Absolutely. He just makes every shot. Um, Absolutely. And I think I do think Simmons can kind of fill in the gaps there and just de defend, rebound, kind of give them what they're missing. So I do understand it was it's a good fit. It's never going to be a perfect fit when you have Simmons. You have a guy that can't shoot. It's just it's hard in the NBA today to have a guy that just can't shoot. Um, and is afraid to shoot it a lot of times. So, especially as a ball handler. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. <laughs> How about this scenario? How about a scenario in a, a Sixers Nets playoff series? 
uh, down the stretch where Doc Rivers goes to hack a Ben Simmons. How about that for drama and just uh, yes. kind of irony? I mean, that's not impossible to, to forecast that. <laughs> It'd be poetic. It would be a beautiful thing. That's all everyone's talking about here is a, a playoff series with the Nets in March 10th. Um, that's when the Nets come to Philadelphia. There's no shot in hell Ben Simmons is playing in that game, but he's going to have to eventually play in Philadelphia. So we think, right? I, I mean, think I, I think he'll play on March 10th. I think because what you said, if they play in a playoff series, you don't want the playoffs to be the first time you step foot in it. I think he hears everyone calling him soft, everyone making fun of him. I think he'll kind of just take his medicine. If I were him, I would just take my medicine March 10th and get it over with. Me too. But he's he's uh, a strange cat. He's been handling things a little bit differently than I think you and I would, at least. I mean, Danny Green, he released his new podcast, and he talked about this, and he said, he's like, I don't, I don't see Ben Simmons playing on March 10th, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but, man, that would be that would be probably one of the – most chaotic atmospheres for a regular season game in Philadelphia sports history. Which is, yeah, which is why you want to just get it over with. Because at some point, uh, yeah. I mean, as much as everyone hates Simmons in Philly, eventually people just kind of move on. After the second, third, fourth game, it's like, you remember when LeBron came back to Cleveland when he was with Miami? It was brutal. They booed him. It was supposedly, it was a really bad uh, atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, they were saying some things that, I mean, basically yeah. people get arrested for. But after that, people, you know what? Everyone kind of moves on. Everyone forgets. Not 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 forgets, but you know, second, third, fourth game, he'll still get booed, but it won't be as vociferous as the first one. So better off if you're Simmons, just take the medicine, say, you know what, boo me, whatever, and, and get it over with. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if it did. That's how I would play it. He makes it worse. To your point, he makes it worse by not playing. Yes, by dragging it out. Yes, it, it just just get it over with. Rip the bandaid off, like you said. Uh, he could have gone that way, gone about things a few different times that way, and he chose not to. But um, nonetheless, all right, let's get to a couple other ones here that I wanted to bring up, if you will. Um, the Hornets, yes to make the playoffs 3-1. to one. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Again, if you're going to have to deal with the Nets in a playing spot, that that's tough if you're the Hornets. But I, I certainly wouldn't bet the no if you're the Hornets. Now, they've really played terribly uh, the last couple of weeks. Um Let's see the schedule coming up. They are hosting Toronto. Then they have Detroit at Milwaukee at Cleveland, host the Spurs, host the Nets, host the Celtics at Pelicans at Thunder, host the Hawks, Pelicans again. They get the Knicks. That's not a terrible schedule. That's not a bad bet. That's not a bad bet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I would lean to it as well. Three to one in a, in a wide open East, like I said, and uh, you just mentioned a few of their schedule uh, scheduled games coming up here. Um, they're right in the thick of it. You know, they can end up getting that seven seed or even the six seed. That's they are not far off. They're uh, you know they're four and a half back of Toronto, who has the seventh seed. But um, even if you, you know, get plenty the eight, of time though, left, yeah. Even if you get the eight though, at three to one, you got two chances yeah. to win one game. You can kind of hedge out and make some money. Three to one's interesting. That's not a terrible bet. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. Couple more Clippers who, man, they've disappeared out of the headlines this year. Uh, they're sitting at 30 and 31, talking about playing. They're eighth right now in the West. Uh, no to make the playoffs, plus 125. Yes, certainly we wouldn't be betting this, but to put it out there, yes, minus 162. Would you take no at plus 125? I don't think I would. No at plus 125. Yeah, I think there's a shot they just shut down Paul George, I think. If you don't have Kawhi and you don't have Paul George, they could miss it. Now, there's a crazy scenario. Now, I don't think this is going to happen where 
you get Kawhi in, you get Paul George back. I mean, that team could actually win the title as crazy as that sounds. That might be the best team in the league if you get Kawhi, if you get Paul George with the other team. I mean, to, to be 30 and 31 with no Paul George and no Kawhi is actually pretty impressive. I know George has it played is. part of the season, but Lou's actually done a good job to even hover around 500. Uh, I follow them pretty closely because I have under 46 wins, and I'll be all right. I'll win. It's just you know, I, I do pay more attention to them than uh, most people, I would say, and I, I'm surprised at how much they win. They win more than you think. Uh, I think that's probably a fair number. Uh, again, yeah. that, that comes down to a handicap. But do you think Paul George is going to come back? And Paul George coming back is probably tied to would Kawhi have a chance to come back? If if they're talking and Kawhi's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm shutting it down. Paul George I, might might shut it down as well. Now, remember, they don't have their picks. They gave up all their picks for George. So it doesn't really behoove them to sit out and tank and miss the playoffs. But, uh, again, this comes down to a lot whether George will play, whether he wouldn't. So I think this is a coin flip. Um, you said the no is the plus money. No is plus one twenty-five. Yeah, and I think we should specify for the audience: by playoffs, they mean actual in the main draw. So making the plan does not count as the playoffs. So you get in the plan, you lose. That does not cash your ticket if you bet yes. You have to get in the playoffs. Uh, the actual main draw. Yeah, I think that's a coin flip. I guess I would just take the plus money. Uh, at that point. Uh, sticking in L.A., the Lakers, Oof. yes to make the playoffs, plus 100. They're currently in ninth, right behind the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Lakers are 27 and 31. They're looking up the Clippers at 30 and 31. Just out of respect for LeBron, I have to say yes. Now, is there a scenario where Davis, his injury gets pushed back again and he and he's not able to go and LeBron says, you know what, I'm not putting these miles on my body for a team that's going to be a nine seed. I'm going to shut it down too. That's certainly possible. It's possible they lose in the plane. I'm just look if if it's LeBron versus the Clippers with no Kawhi and, and maybe no George. If it's LeBron versus the Timberwolves, uh, I'm just still going to take LeBron. So I will go yes here. What what do you think? I would go yes, just because it's wide open in the West right here. You know, it, it, as long as LeBron or AD, as long as they're playing, I, I they're your they're your best bet out of the four teams in the play-in. Right, you put your money with LeBron and AD uh, over, you know, the Clippers with, uh, you know, potentially no Kawhi and PG. Portland's a mess, and Minnesota, Minnesota's decent, but uh, the Lakers can certainly be that second team. So yeah, I, I would, I would lean the Lakers, but it, it's not something I love right now to make a bet on at the moment. How about you want to get a little weird? Uh, if I, if it got up to fifty to one, I know it's forty-five to one. I think there's some fifty to ones out there. The Lakers to win it all. Now, they're obviously – they're probably not going to. I just said there's a good chance they don't even make the playoffs. But let me just, you know, paint the scenario here. Chris Paul's hurt all for right. the Suns. Draymond, who knows, with the Warriors. Uh, after that, I mean, who in the West really scares you? Is Memphis really scary? If you go into a series with LeBron and Davis versus Memphis, I mean, your life is on the line. Who are you picking in that series? Uh, some of these other teams in the West, I mean, you know, Dallas. Does Dallas terrify you? I just – uh, at 50 to one, it's not impossible that they get in, they win a series or two, and then you can kind of hedge off and profit from it. Uh, again, there's a chance they miss the playoffs altogether. But I mean, the Jazz, uh, a Suns team that's beat up that doesn't have a great player, as great as their record is, the Suns don't have you know a top five, top ten player. Uh, I mean, this is going to lose a high percentage of time. But uh, if you start to get to 45, 50 to one on the Lakers and, and LeBron and Davis to win it all, to me, that's one that at least piques my interest. It's interesting. I mean, this is this is the definition of a buy low spot. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is yeah. you really just 
nothing to lose. I mean, if you just throw a couple bucks, uh, you know, a small unit on it, however you want to, you know, go about it, it certainly has some upside. If LeBron and AD get healthy and right and they start clicking, um, that's a long shot play for sure. But sticking with your theory, just with the Lakers, then how about the rest of the Western Conference? I mean, why not the Denver Nuggets at 35 to one? Not bad. Yeah, they actually, that's a good one. I'm interested in them and for the, for the, title the division the conference whatever you want to throw at me because they're getting porter back they're getting murray back and after tonight they get the kings tonight they're favored after tonight they have 15 home games nine road games and uh, i think there's a chance there's a puncher's chance they could leapfrog utah in that division uh utah's you know dealt with some injuries some chemistry stuff can denver make a run here that's not a terrible one either Jokic is obviously uh, in the conversation for the best player in the sport, I mean, it's a, pretty much a toss-up between him and Embiid. It drives me nuts when people say uh, Embiid's the MVP and it's not close, or Jokic is the MVP and it's not close. If you watch the league, you know it's close because they're both so damn good. It's hard to separate the two. No, you can't. It, it's it's a toss-up. It's just a narrative-driven award, you know, and all the narrative has been pushed on Embiid this year. So he's getting the talk about it and the hype about it, and he's getting written about. But same as last year, you know, you could have picked Embiid. Uh, with Jokic, but Jokic was getting a little bit more play. But yeah, I'm with you. Jokic is an MVP. You can pick him right now, it seems like, any year to win that award. So they're 35-1 to to win the NBA championship at Bet Rivers, Will. They're 14-1 to just to come out of the Western Conference. I'm starting to – I remember before the playoffs, we were starting to talk about uh, a similar conversation where it's wide open, there's not a great team – um, you might as well just take a long shot and the Bengals actually end up coming through, you know, 151 to win it all, whatever it was. And they make a Super yeah. Bowl. The Niners almost make a Super Bowl at long odds. I'm starting to get that feel with the NBA where there's just not, I, I want to fade the best teams because like I said, the Suns, great record, great regular season team. Do they have a great player? Do they definitely get Paul back in time? Uh, the Warriors have, have issues. The Bucks have not been great. Obviously, you know, the Sixers, the Nets, they've had all sorts of, they have yeah. questions, you know, in terms of the fit, injury. So if you want to take a stab, usually the NBA is not the league where you take a 50 to 100 to 1. Usually NBA is a chalk league, but this might be a year where uh, you could strike gold with one of these long shots. Not impossible. Let me do a quick better bet scenario here. Um, Denver to come out of the West at 14 to 1, or the Bulls to come out of the East at 12 Nuggets. to 1. Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. No hesitation. No, I just don't think the Bulls defend well enough. I mean, they're a great okay. story, but to me, there's there's a better chance the Bulls lose in the first round than, than go to the finals. I mean, the, the East is a gauntlet all of a sudden. Usually the East, you know, you look at the East playoffs and— It's a wide-open gauntlet, though. It is. It is. I just have a hard time seeing the Bulls. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're 20th in defense. I just don't think they defend well enough. That's fair. I mean, they have an MVP candidate of their own. He's Amar he's, he's, he's been great. He's been great. He's been outstanding, but um, it's fair. And I think that, you know, if if we're doing what I asked, which is the better bet, uh, the East is scarier than the West right now. So Denver would probably make more sense at, at 14 to 1 and a slightly a slightly better price. Um, all right, the last one for, for playoffs, to make the playoffs here, the Toronto Raptors, no at plus 290. No, plus 290. Uh, yeah, that would be the only way I would go. I actually have them, I think, plus 350 to make it from earlier in the year. I'm I'm all in on the Nurse, the Raptors. I have Nurse like 80 to 1 to win coach of the year, which is probably not going to win. But, wow. uh, Still. Yeah, the Raptors are a fun team, man. They're so different. They have every every guy on their team is basically like 6'6", six, 6'8". Six, six, uh, there's just a lot of long arms, a lot of athletes. They definitely play a different style. 
play hard. They do. They de- they definitely play hard. They overachieve. Uh, you know, obviously you can't lay the number at that heavy price. I guess plus two ninety would be enticing. I'm not sure that it's worth a bet, but uh, yeah. that that's certainly interesting. With this cluster, you could get some some movement here. Yeah, you, you can. I mean, once again, Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Atlanta, the four play-in teams as it stands today. So for all under the assumption it stays like that, just for the sake of this conversation, uh, most of us would pick Brooklyn as one of the two teams that get in. And then, you know, I think the rest of the three is a toss-up. I would certainly have Toronto as the favorite right now over Charlotte and Atlanta. But, you know, Toronto, if they lose the first game, then that second game is is certainly a toss-up. You get them at plus 290 there. But, but you um, really need three things to happen. You need them to drop from the six to the play-in. They need to lose the first play-in game because they'll probably be the 7-8. Then you need to lose the second play-in game. Right. Uh, so you basically need like a three-leg parlay. That's why the odds are so skewed now that I think about it. But yeah, uh, you know, a three-leg parlay priced under three to one. Probably not the best uh, best way to go about it. But nonetheless, man, the NBA is exciting. I'm so happy it's back. Uh, starting tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. How about uh, how about Troy Aikman? Did you see the money he got? Eighteen million dollars a year to do Monday Night Football. I mean, I can't understand why these guys get so much money. Nobody watches a game or doesn't watch a game because Troy Aikman's doing a game. I mean, you could be doing the game. Who cares who's doing the game? People are going to watch regardless. Eighteen million dollars to get Troy Aikman to do Monday Night Football. I can't understand it. I mean, he's been the only time he's talked about nowadays. Will I feel like it's how he's washed up and not the same. And he's about to get this new Monday Night Football deal. It's pretty spectacular in in, in the weirdest way. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I just I can't understand. I, I guess the other the flip side of it is these networks pay billions of dollars for the TV rights, so might as well just go all out and get the best announcers you think are possible. So seventeen million dollars doesn't sound like a lot compared to billions, but. True. Again, I mean, who's watching the game or not watching the game because Troy Aikman's doing the game? We're all going to watch or no we're not going to watch. I mean, it's not about oh, who's doing the game. Nobody, You never hear anyone say, all right, look, who's playing? All right, who's doing the game? What broadcasters? All right, I'm going to watch it now. I mean, nobody's watching those because days of are behind It's us. strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, that that those days don't exist anymore, unfortunately, where it's like, oh, well, you know, Summerall's on the call with John Madden. I got to watch. I mean, no, everyone's watching Monday Night Football. Everyone's watching the NFL point blank period. It's and it's kind of a shame in it, in a sense, like we don't care. Like you said, Will, but there's no announcer that all of us consensus right now love like it, there's no bigger name than Troy Aikman. And that that's not really a good thing. No, yeah, Romo was really good when he started. I feel like he's gotten he, he's regressed a little bit. I think because you know he, he could have been very critical early on. I think everyone likes him so much that he's kind of softened up and he's not as critical. Uh, again, he's kind of good predicting the plays and he's good teaching you. Know, all right, this is what they're running in terms of coverage here. Like he's good. It's just man, nobody's watching the game or not watching the game because of Romo Aikman. I I don't care who's doing the game. People are going to watch right. or they're not going to watch. It's crazy. Eighteen million dollars a year, unbelievable. Could have given me and you like 4.5. I would do it for money. much less. Yes, I w- I'll make that announcement <laughs> right now. I will do it for much, much less. <laughs> throw, your, throw your hat in the ring there, Will. Come on. I mean, come on. Seriously, $17.5 million a year. Stupid. I mean, basically getting a million bucks a game. Crazy. And I guess they're going to yeah. try to pry Buck away too to, to match those two up. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of money. My goodness. It's a lot of cash. Straight cash, homie. Um all right, man. Good stuff. We got through a lot. Is there anything uh, that you want to throw out that we possibly missed? No, that's it. That's it. We're good. <laughs> I think uh, you know, happy to get the NBA back. 
before you know it, March Madness, it's it's all around the corner. We're almost into March, last week here of February. So uh, excited, man. Hopefully we get baseball back soon. I'm not crossing my fingers, but my guess is they'll work something out. We'll see. They have to. They have to. They better. Uh, good time of year. Obviously, we're missing football at the moment, but NBA ramping back up. March Madness around the corner. Conference tournaments uh, around the corner as well. So a lot to discuss here. Uh, we'll we'll chat with Will again sometime next week. All Until right. then, talk to you yeah, next week, later, buddy. Will. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you all once again, and as always, for tuning in to another episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers with me, Ryan Rothstein, your host. You can give me a follow on the tweets at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Uh, and on my Twitter page, you can find links to each and every episode posted daily right there on my Twitter page. You can also find links to all of the podcast platforms that the Philadelphia CityCast is available to you. So make sure you're following me, following the show. We're putting out uh, some great content, new episodes each and every week. Uh, so join us for this journey. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Will Hill. We still have some more episodes to put out for you. Uh, on the next episode, we'll do a full preview of 76ers Timberwolves Friday night at 8 p.m. Welcome back to the NBA. Good luck on any of your bets that you place tonight thursday night whether it's nba college hoops golf or anything in between and until the next episode have a great rest of your day peace bet rivers sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay when you want to cash out your winnings you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money that's why bet rivers created rush pay with rush pay 80 percent of withdrawal requests are approved instantly meaning you'll get your money faster why wait get your cash when you want it bet with a winner bet with bet rivers sportsbook at betrivers.com presented by rivers casino pittsburgh must be 21 gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.